For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the forefront they have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fifth that they had faith in you. And you it's time for the latest edition of... The Palazzo Podcast, the fantasy baseball show that is the most entertaining show in the world. Today, it's a solo Govier show as Deary is enjoying himself on a lovely trip to Tennessee. Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee. Today's show, Govier is going to reveal the draft secrets that all of you want to know. He'll cover some spring training updates. Is Bryson Stott the starting third baseman for the Phillies? All of that will be on today's show, plus a whole lot more. Mike Clevenger talk, Fernando Tatis, trades. We'll analyze it all on the latest edition of the Palazzo Podcast. It's going to be a doozy, so settle in and get ready for a total face melter. Take it away, boys! What up, people? Party people! Go get funky! Oh, wow, we already got a question right off the bat. Kent Fonda in the house. Who are you, Kent Fonda? I don't know you. Do I know you? And if I don't, I would love to get to know you, Kent. Welcome to the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Utah. Give me two. You give me two. I'm doing this solo tonight. It's all me. I can do whatever I want. I don't have to stop and listen to anybody. I can just talk, 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 talk. Hey! Is that annoying? I don't give a fuck. It's true. I don't. I just like to have a good time, talk baseball, and connect with you. Drop stuff in the live chat like Kent did. Mike Clevenger, 2022. How do I see him this year? Well, I have not drafted Mike Clevenger once this season. That doesn't mean I don't like him. I used to be a big, big-time Clevenger aficionado. Yes, it's true. I can't lie about it. I loved Mike Clevenger, who he was as a pitcher. Nasty breaking stuff. And he has Tommy John, and he falls off the face of the earth. It happens, right? But now, I don't love guys coming off Tommy John. Nobody does, right? And sometimes when you looked inside the numbers with Clevenger, you might find you won't love what you see. It looks good on the surface, but there's a lot of starts sometimes where he doesn't go deep into games. Third time through the order, he has some problems, kind of like Blake Snell has had in his career. So the Padres are a good squad. There's no doubt about it. 
I mean, maybe they're back in the playoffs this year. Maybe not. I, I'm not really sure. What do you guys think? Padres going to make the playoffs this year after a bogus 2021? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. Oh, that's a bit harsh. I don't think that needs to be said. But what I do think is Mike Clevenger is worth it. I just don't know if I want to pay the price he's going at right now. That's my opinion, of course, Kent. And that's just one human being's opinion. Kent, tell me why or why not you like Clevenger, and I would love to get the feedback. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can get notifications if you click the little dingy bell about when we go live. Usually it's me and my partner, Christopher Deary. Shout out to him. I miss you, Deary. I'm sure you're having a great time right now down in Tennessee. Wow, dude. Yeah, wow, dude. He's probably living it up. It's hardcore down there. And I would love to be having a good time with you, but I wish you all the best. And I hope nobody slaps you in the face and nothing weird happens. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Sometimes that happens. People get smacked the shit out of and you're like, wow, why did that happen to me? I'm just trying to present an award at an award show. Next thing you know, I'm slapped in the face. Isn't that bizarre? I will not let that happen to my partner, Deary. He's down in Tennessee, Gatlinburg, living it up. So I hope you're having a blast. And until then, we're going to keep on rocking and rolling, doing what we do here. I love doing the show. I love connecting with you guys. And it's important to me that we talk about baseball today, whatever you want to ask me. So that's my take on Clevenger. I will tell you that I think Clevenger is going to have a really solid year. I think an ERA around 3.70, though, not super elite, but under four. I'll take a guy under four. I'll take it all day long. And when you look at current ADP, which uh, I am vamping on now so I can try to pull it up and give you what you want when it comes to the data and the advice you expect from the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Give me two. Let's start from NFBC. I always go to NFBC for ADP because that's where some of the big-time money players play. And let's start from, oh, boy, it's March 31st. Last day of March, by the way. April starts tomorrow. It's a new day, a new dawn here. I'll start from March 7th until today, and we'll look at Clevenger's ADP. ADP. Boy, I haven't played that in forever. It's as easy as one, two, three. I kind of miss that, don't you guys? Let me know what you miss in the comments below here. Kent Fonda, we're answering your question about Mike Clevenger. Clevenger's current ADP since March 7th is below Jose Urquidy, true or false? Is it above Jose Urquidy? I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm efforting. Stand by. I can't find his damn name. This is annoying. Luis Severino, is he above or below Luis Severino? Would you rather have Severino, Noah Syndergaard, or Mike Clevenger this year? That's what I want to know. And I think Mike Clevenger at 171 ADP since March 7th. That's ahead of Jack Flaherty. (laughs) No thanks, Jack Flaherty. Yeah, that's terrifying. I don't want anything to do with Jack Flaherty whatsoever right now. No, I'm right, man. Jack Flaherty's a nightmare right now. We can't take any risks on him shout out to jack flaherty we miss you and we hope you heal up and get better but you got injury problems you've always had arm problems and it's annoying all right we got so many other comments i gotta get to here holy crap brian k rogman's laughing his tail off love you brian shout out to you all right sam jacobowitz you're here in the house what's up by the way i want you guys to drop it in the comments would you rather have mike clevenger or louis severino this year let me know i want to know the answer to this question i think it's in fascinating one they're both coming off big time injuries although severino showed up a little bit late last year blake snell and ozuna or frankie montas so would you rather have blake snell and marcelo ozuna or the frankie montas side and that's an easy call 
I'd rather have Snell and Ozuna. I don't think there's that big a gap between Montas and Snell. It's not a big gap. It's not. It isn't. I swear. So that's my answer to that, Sam. Sam's got another one. Carlos Correa or Nick Castellanos? Castellanos. He's not gonna, neither one of those guys will steal bags. So who's the better pure hitter? It's Nick Castellanos, and it's really not that close, I don't think. Is it? Because what Nick Castellanos can do in that Philadelphia lineup, he's going to hit 300-plus. He's going to hit 30 home runs in that Bozo Stadium, Citizens Bank Park. No offense to Philly. You guys know I love you out there. Philly's a great town, but I'm all about it. Nick Castellanos in that lineup is going to mash. Bryce Harper and company, Reese Hoskins, Gene Segura. Love Gene Segura this year. He should score 100 runs. He really should this season. Nick Castellanos last year bad to 309, 362, 576 slash line. That's beautiful. 34 home runs in Great American Ballpark. Why can't he do 34 home runs at Citizens Bank Ballpark? Carlos Correa is not going to do that at Target Field. I want Castellanos. I don't think it's close. I don't care what format it is. I know, Sam, you like to play in points leagues. One more from Sam. Cole and Darvish or Flaherty and DeGrom? Easy call. Cole and Darish. Darish? Cole and you, Darvish. Or Flaherty and DeGrom. DeGrom's the best pitcher in baseball, but I'd rather have Cole and Darvish. And I don't think it's close again. I think that's an easy call. That's true. Kent Fonda says, thanks. I kept Clevenger as one of my 10 players from last year's Dynasty team. Well, that's a different story. We're not talking redraft, Kent. This is different. I'm all about keeping Clevenger as a keeper. And I think that's a great call. I'd like to see the rest of your roster, get some context. But context is everything, guys. If you're playing redraft, you're a keeper league, a dynasty league, who you keep and why you're keeping them, it will matter based on the situation. It really matters. Phil Carl in the house. What's up, Phil? Shout out to you, brother. Right here's a silver bullet all the way from Colorado. I don't think Phil lives in Colorado. I don't know where that came from. Hey, Mike, how you doing? In a 12-team league, would you drop Cabrian for Keston Hira? No. No. You can't trust Keston Hira yet. I don't care what he's doing in spring training. There's a lot of pitchers who pitch in spring who will not be pitching in the major leagues once opening day begins. Keston Hira is on the prove-it plan right now. He has to prove it to me that he can hit consistently, lower that K rate, which is abysmal. I got to see that. I have to see that. Brian Hayes can steal double-digit bags at third base. He's still growing. And that Pirates team is sneaky enough on offense. I like some of the guys. As long as Brian Reynolds sticks around, I don't think he's going to Miami yet. I've seen that on Twitter recently. Brian Reynolds on the brink of going to Miami. Yeah, slowly roll now, Miami fans. I don't believe that's a reality. Easy now, okay? Wow, dude. Yeah, that's how I feel. Severino for me. Phil Carl wants Severino over Clevenger. I might agree with you there. Brian K. Rodgman says, nothing wrong with going baseball forecaster health grade A and then taking risk later on. No, there isn't. There is not at all, Brian. I got no beef with that. I'm with you. You're my man, and you know I love you. So, good on you, brother. Sam's back. I think Montas is way better than Snell. I don't know if he's way better. He's slightly better, but I think Snell can bounce back. If he's going to ditch that changeup, Throw that curveball more often. We saw some changes in the second half from Snell that were promising. We're talking about a former Cy Young winner. Was it a fluke when he did it that year or not? I don't think it was. I just think he's got to work on his pitch mix and what he plans to throw this year. If he does, Montas is on a horrible team. You don't know where Montas is going to end up at. 
It's a great pitcher's park, but he's not long for Oakland either. Montas is not long for Oakland. We know that. Sam says, I'm in Roto. Oh, Sam, shit. I thought you were a points guy. I always had that locked in my brain. My bad. Sorry about that. Sam says, I like Bieber as a Cy Young this year. You know, I'm starting to see some buzz from some people that I admire. They like Bieber a lot now and that he's starting to become a value play. Again, it's another guy I want to see it with. I want to see it. By the way, it's March 31st. A year ago, the season was just starting. Opening day would have happened a year ago at this time. We're about a week behind, but we're almost there. I can taste it. Can you feel it? Yeah, I can feel it. It's exciting. Sam also says, I think he's going to bounce back. Okay, well, you're pro Bieber. I'm, I got nothing to really challenge you on other than I thought he had relied a bit too much on the gunk. And when the gunk was removed from the game, you know, I think it created some issues for him. And the spin rates went down, but everybody went through that same challenge. So Bieber, to me, is actually one of the more intriguing players in this year's draft. I really don't know what we're going to get from him. He could be a Cy Young caliber pitcher. He has been before. There's no debate about it. But at the same time, when the gunk was removed from the game, there were spin rate issues, and he was put on the IL supposedly for a shoulder issue. I don't know if I believe that or not. If you don't know anything about baseball, then you might not know that the IL gets manipulated by both teams and players for fraudulent injuries that are not real. I'm not making that up. That's just how it goes. All right, then right panic of 2021. That's right. That's a callback. I haven't heard this one in a long time. The great spin rate panic of 2021. That was, <laughs> I love this one. All right, then right panic of 2021. There it is. Phil Carl says, I will probably play Candelario week one. And hope Cabrian gets healthy quick then. Yeah. Um, look, Cabrian Hayes is a special player. And I love what he can provide for you at third. And even if he's hurt and things aren't going his way, it's still worth hanging on to, I feel like. I know he was known as more of a defender than a hitter. And he's running at 50% right now. That ankle will heal. And things will get better. I don't think it's that serious of an injury either. So that's why I'm still pro Cabrian Hayes. Keston Hira could be... You could jump on that train. But I remember paying a lot of fab last year for Keston Hira. Well, I thought he was turning it around last season. And he didn't. And I kind of got screwed. It was a big disappointment for me, Phil. Let me tell you that right now. Phil says, do you think Mackenzie Gore will make the rotation? I do not think he will make the rotation. There's too many arms in that pen right now. In fact, we crunched the numbers on the prospect show the other day. If you ever get the chance, check out the Palazzo Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. It's every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Me and Phil Goyette. Shout out to my man, Phil. And we talk about prospects. And Mackenzie Gore is definitely a prospect. But when we looked at the rotation, we didn't see a spot, even if he's pitching great, which he is pitching quite well in spring training right now. There's no doubt about it. Mackenzie Gore, I think he's hit his low point, and he's slowly working his way back, where now he's a value play. It's it's exciting. I'm excited. I like to get excited about things. I mean, we all love to have ourselves a good time, get that prospect who's on the brink, who kind of got dismissed for a while because it seemed like he had the yips. A case of the yips is not cool. I mean, nobody deserves to have the yips. And, you know, I get all excited when I see a prospect who's returning to glory. Sometimes I get like I'm angry when I'm excited, okay? It is true. Sometimes I do mix those two up. But 
Sam Jacobowitz says, Bieber's floor is 2019, and he was damn good then. You're right. You're right about that. We don't want to chase the past, though. And this is why we play this game. This is why people who are quality analysts, they make money and they do well because they know who to give up on and not chase the past, but predict the future based on how they do their research, what stats they look at specifically. You don't need to know every stat in the book. There are certain parameters in the statistical world with StatCast and all the information we have today. Data galore. It's just data, 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 right? But there's only a few key ones you really need to know. When I create a spreadsheet and I'm doing my player research, there's a couple ones. And I'm not going to reveal all of them because I don't want to give away all my secrets. Why would I do that? I still got to win. I got to make money against some of the best in the business. I'm in the main event. I went to Vegas last weekend. I'm playing with the Sharks. Ain't no joke. You know what I mean? Phil says, nice. I'll have to tune in. You should, Phil. Never miss that Prospects Power Half Hour every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. If you miss it in real time, it's always available on our YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to whenever you want. Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Give me two. There's Gary right down. Where are you? There is Gary. He's right down here in the corner. Look at that. See that? Hey, Gary, how you doing, my man? Love Gary Busey. He's probably my favorite part of the show. Seriously. If you guys have any other questions, of course, drop them in the live chat. We're live here for a little bit. It's just Mike Govier. No, dearie. Follow me on Twitter at MJ Govier. G-O-V as in Victor, I-E-R. I'd really appreciate it. I am here to talk baseball with you. I've got some ideas, some concepts. I've got some draft secrets I want to reveal to you. This will be a quick show. won't be as long or or as drawn out as some of our other shows. And that's okay. Sometimes you just pop in, you say a few things, you get the hell out of there. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm so excited to be here, though. I love this show. I love doing it. I love baseball. I got the fever. You got the fever? It's so much fun. I can't wait for opening day. The Tigers are getting a lot of buzz right now, and we're going to talk about that. So let me try to stick to the script here a little bit because I'm getting a little too excited. Getting really fired up here. Oh, my gosh. I want to remind you guys of the Discord and the Patreon. They're both available to both of you, both of you, all of you, anybody who wants to show up. You could be a part of the Patreon. We've got 12 patrons so far since we opened about three weeks ago. And I got to tell you, that's great. It's so cool to have people give you their time and energy. And it really is humbling. I'm so grateful right now for all of our patrons and anybody who comes by here. It means a shitload to me. It really does. I want to work outside of the system. I want to provide you with a show that is entertaining while providing you with the information you will need so you can make that Skrilla in your league. Talk that shit to your league mates and be like, I'm number one. Palazzo Podcast guided me to this victory. And that's what we want for you. Okay? It means everything to me. So that's what we're trying to do here. But we don't want to... If we could avoid it and we could support this show independently outside of the system, you know, we don't have to be under the umbrella of any network because with Patreon, you get to go direct to the consumer. And that's what we're doing here. That's why this YouTube channel exists. That's why we're on every standard podcast platform because we want to give it to you directly. We don't need a middleman. We don't need no stinking middleman, right? I love it. So that's why I appreciate everybody who's a patron. And if you're not a patron yet, that's cool. I understand that. You know, money's tight. Inflation's up. I get it. Any way you can support the show is fine. And another way you can do that, I already said, just subscribe, blah, blah, blah. But you can also 
Be a part of the Discord. That's right. You want to hit the Discord? Go to our Twitter handle, Palazzo Podcast. Two L's. Utah. Two Z's. Give me two. And everything you need is right there at the top of the feed. The Patreon and the Discord. If you're in the Patreon and you're a patron, you will get access to bonus channels within the Discord. And you can get exclusive one-on-ones with me. That's right. I'm willing to do it because that's part of the deal we're offering. One-on-one personal fantasy sit-downs. Just you and me talking about your team, talking about what you want to do. I will give it to you directly. I will. You get that, I think, once a month. It's a guaranteed 15-minute sit-down at the middle level. And if you're at the the third level, the Hall of Famer, I think you get a 25-minute sit-down. I mean, just me and you, one-on-one, talking fantasy, talking about your drafts, your teams. We can cover a lot of ground in 25 minutes when there's nobody else to distract us here you get a part of me temporarily, but you don't get me exclusively. So if that's something you're interested in, I got to tell you, I think it's worth being on Patreon. That's my two cents to you. So as we roll into the business time here, doing our thing, I got to tell you that the Palazzo Invitational is closed. I'm sorry. Oh, Brian K. Rothman says, don't go where the puck is. Go where it's going to be. Wayne Krisky. That's good, Brian. I like that. I've actually never heard that in my life. I love you, Brian. You're the man. I seriously do. I think I genuinely love Brian K. Rodman. I don't care who knows it. Tell the world! Everybody! You're my man, Brian. You always will be. So, the Palazzo Podcast Invitational is closed. We did five leagues. I was hoping to fill the sixth. We were not able to do that, and it's been closed. But that's one more league. One more than we had last year. So... I'm not complaining. I'm grateful for that. And that's good news. We're locked in. So if you wanted to be a part of it, you'll have to wait till next year. Those of you that did get locked in, we got an overall beyond just your individual league. So we got a lot to play for. We got money to play for. We got a trophy to play for. I know I promised the trophy a lot, and Richard Sands probably thinks I'm a total jag off because that hasn't been delivered officially. But it it is real. And I just got to get the money to the guy so I can get it from him. So as soon as that happens... I promise you, you're going to see that it's real. It's a real trophy. It's not the perfect trophy that we wanted, but I'll take it. I'm happy for that it it exists and that we provided a trophy at all because people said it wasn't going to happen. And, you know, it's fair. Call us out as we should be called out. All right. Other business notes that you need to know about. I think I mentioned all that. We're doing draft recaps and personal analysis of your league, of our songs. We could do... Anything you want. I've got two draft recaps lined up. Me and my buddy Patrick Ryan, shout out to him. We're supposed to do it tonight, but we're going to move it to another night. I just had so much going on. I was going to do it after the show, but I just need a moment. I want to make sure I give him the full attention. We work out a price. I sit down. We do an episode just like this, and however he wants to do it is how we do it. It's fully customizable. League draft recaps, season previews, who made the best picks, who made the shit picks. I'll do it directly for you yeah i know people can't believe it but i got another guy lined up we're gonna do his league as soon as they finish drafting i believe they're drafting tonight so i'm really excited about doing these if you want me to do those just dm mj govier on twitter or you can dm the plaza podcast two l's two z's you've heard that before give me two and i'll be happy to provide a full-on Palazzo experience. You get it all. You get the bells and whistles. You get video. You get audio. You get the drops. You get any type of presentation you want. If you can design it and I can do it, we can make it happen. So I want you to know 
It'll be a lot of fun. If you're down with it, just let me know. Draft recaps, league previews, season previews, whatever you want to call them. And I want to give a shout-out to Punchers Renfro. Those are the guys that hit me up. Punchers Renfro is a great Twitter handle. I don't care what anybody says. I'm down with Punchers Renfro. That's my guy. So we're going to do a draft recap for his league as soon as their draft all wraps up. And that's it on that note. And you could be that person just like them. I think it's fun. I think it's cool. I love doing like personalized shit like that. It's really cool. Uh, shout out to everybody who's been supporting the show recently. There's too many names to name. Last time on the last show, I went hog wild on the Vegas shout outs and it got a bit out of control. So I'm going to keep this real simple. I just want to give a shout out to Donovan Miller. He let me know that there was a bogus dead discord link, which I had had on our Twitter feed. I didn't know that the discord links expire after seven days. Unless you change it so they never expire. So without Donovan Miller telling me that, I would have had no clue. And he's a patron now. Thank you, Donovan. Also, shout out to Jared, a new patron who also lives in the Detroit area. I learned about that. Jared, thanks for being a part of the Patreon and for being part of Palazzo. It means everything to me. He's on the Discord, too. You guys can be a part of the Discord. It's all available by going to the Twitter handle, Plazo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. Made me hit that button again. Give me two. I have to hit the button every time I say two L's, two Z's. What do you want me to do about that? Also, oh, we got a question. Hold up. Time out. Rebel Quad Fours. Fours, fours, four, four, four. What's up, Rebel Four, 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 four? Welcome to the show. This is a new name. I'm not familiar with you. First thing I'll tell you to do is subscribe to this YouTube channel right now, Rebel Four, 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 four. Start there. And now I'm going to answer your question. It says, what do you think about Tatis this year? Who'd you draft Brendan Rodgers? Would you rather have Brendan Rodgers or Tatis? I basically is what Rebel 44444 is asking me. I will tell you, I drafted Fernando Tatis in the main event last weekend in Vegas. I am the guy who drafted him. I took him at pick 108, I believe, 108 overall. So i like Tatis to come back eventually. I think he can beat the clock on the wrist injury. And I don't care how bad the wrist injury was. He's so damn talented that I'm willing to take a risk on him at 108. To me, it was worth it. Now, remember, that's 5x5 five five Roto. And I expect him to hopefully be back by June-ish. That would be a real nice boon if he could be back in June, earlier June, not later June. That's still a lot of Tatis. And I'm not worried about the shoulder. If it happens, he'll just he'll do the Mel Gibson thing. Oh, you know, he'll jam it back in and he'll just play ball. I do like Brendan Rodgers as well, but I will tell you in my home league, I did not keep Brendan Rodgers. And I could have. It was a 10 team, 10 keepers. 10 keepers. And this is head-to-head cats on Yahoo. I decided not to keep Rodgers. He was the last cut. The 10 guys I did keep over him were obvious choices like Mike Trout. Ronald Acuna, Garrett Cole, Sandy Alcantara. Um, I'm doing this off the top of my head. Jorge Polanco. I could probably look it up and just tell you what it is if you prefer that. But uh, my point being is that he just didn't make the cut on 10 keepers. I like Brendan Rodgers a lot. I really do. I will draft him wherever I can get him if the price is worth it. But it's just a matter of, eh, you know, is the price right or not? And if it's not right, then, well, you know how it works. So, yeah. Oh, here I'll give you the list. Ronald Acuna. These are my keepers in my home league that I submitted. They were due last Friday night. Shout out to the BYB crew. Love you guys. We have our draft on Sunday. I can't wait for a home league draft. Don't you love your home league drafts? It's so much fun. 
But my 10 keepers were Jorge Polanco, Randy Rosarina, Ronald Acuna, Matt Chapman, Gliber Torres, Dalton Varsho, Mike Trout, Garrett Cole, Sandy Alcantara, and Joey Votto. Those are the 10 keepers I'm keeping. Head-to-head cats, OBP instead of average. Those are the 10 guys. Votto, Polanco, Rosarina, Acuna, Matt Chapman, Gleyber Torres, Dalton Varsho, Mike Trout, Garrett Cole, Sandy Alcantara. Those are the 10. And Rodgers was number 11. He just... I really was torn on Votto versus Rodgers. I couldn't decide, frankly. So I took Votto because it's OBP. That was the only reason, Rebel 4444, that I took Votto over Rodgers. So there you go. That's my thoughts on that. Sam Jacobowitz says, Meadows, Rendon, and Matt Chapman or Bogarts. So you got a trade offer of Austin Meadows, Anthony Rendon, and Matt Chapman for, for Bogarts? I think I've taken... I think Bogarts... I'm genuinely on the train for a Bogarts MVP season. I really think it's possible. He still hasn't had one, and he's capable of one. But I think that's too much to pass up. Austin Meadows, Anthony Rendon, and Matt Chapman. I know there's injury issues on that side. That's too much talent because Matt Chapman alone in Toronto is going to hit 35, 40 home runs. I really expect Chapman to hit close to 40 bombs in that lineup this year, drive in 110 RBIs. It's going to be a great year for Chapman. I'm all in on Matt Chapman this season. Sam says, it's only a 10-man, so depth isn't as important. And I know people will be surprisingly good, so I'd rather get the best player. Well, the best player is still Bogarts. If you're asking me that, it's still Xander Bogarts of those four. I love Matt Chapman. I kind of like Rendon. Uh, Austin Meadows, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anymore. I really don't. Rubble 4444 says, okay, you're making me feel better about just trading Rodgers away for Tatis. Yeah, shit yeah. Is this redraft, though? This isn't a keeper league, I assume. I assume it's redraft. I think Rodgers is, you know, he's going to hit a Coors, and you could have a party at Coors. Coors. I love Coors. But there's a lot of bats there, and the Rockies are all bizarro. They live in a bizarro world. We all know the Rockies live in a fantasy land. So don't sweat it. Don't worry about it. Tatis is clearly the better player. So I'd rather have the guy who could still give me maybe four good months. Great months. Not good. Elite months. Four. June, July, August, September. I'm hoping for that. Yeah, it's a little bit optimistic. I understand that. I ain't no fool. I ain't no dummy. But I like your trade. I think you should trust yourself, Rebel 4444. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube. I'll drop the Discord right in here, actually. So you guys can join for free, even if you're not Patreon people. It's all good. There's free channels galore where you can ask questions like this, not just to me. But doesn't it feel good to ask questions to other people in there who know their stuff? We got a lot of talented people in the Discord who know their stuff, especially Russell Withers. If you don't know who Russell Withers is, shout out to Russell, by the way. Armchairroto.com. It's a great website. He's really, really talented elite player, Russell Withers. I love you, Russell. You know that. You are my everything. You are my everything, Russell. Oh, we got a question from Erdio21. What's up, Erdio? I know this person. I just forget who it is because they're under this Erdio name. But I know you. We know each other, don't we? Erdio21, you and I, we're friends on Twitter, right? No? I think we are. 36 too high for Springer. He was a beast when on the field last year in that Toronto lineup. I agree. George Springer, MVP this season? 
That's pretty wild, isn't it? I know how crazy that is. Trust me. I get how crazy it is. It's a very intense decision. Will he be an MVP? George Springer, coming this summer to Toronto. George Springer is the MVP. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but 36. Let's see. 36 too high for George Springer. I just did the main event draft. Like I told you guys, I've been talking about it nonstop. And I feel like George Springer went in the top 50 for sure. But 36? I wouldn't do that, I don't think. Just because you can't trust the dude. You can't trust it. As Public Enemy once said, you can't trust it. And in fact, that's a great drop. I'm going to have to write that down. I'm going to have to get that on lockdown. But you can't trust it because he's just so injury prone. And he could play 100 games and still give you a lot of quality output. But right now, his ADP since March 7th is 55. 5-5. Five, five. So I would say... I'm not an ADP whore. I mean, I'm not just beholden to ADP all the time. If you want to win, you got to go with your guys. So trust me when I tell you that I don't get caught up in that. So Erdio says, yes, I think we know one another. Yes, sure we do, Erdio. Hi. But I think 36 is too high, Erdio. It is. It's just a tad too high. But if you feel it, Erdio, let me tell you this. If you believe that George Springer is that guy this year, then go for it. Forget ADP. You might be able to get him 10 picks later, but you might not either. And if you think he's that valuable, then you got to go get your guy. George Springer is your guy. Get him at 36. I'm not doing it, but that doesn't mean you can't do that. Believe in yourself. Believe in you. I believe in you, Erdio 21. So you believe in you. Get it done. Sam says, do you think I should do the Bogarts one? Or trade Snell and Rendon for Gaussman. I don't love Gaussman, Sam. I know he signed a big contract and he looked amazing last year in San Francisco. But maybe he regresses, you know? Maybe he's not the same guy he was in 2021 to get the big contract. Maybe. Maybe Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. What if Kevin Gaussman basically says, maybe, maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. And he doesn't give you that return value. I don't have a single share of Kevin Gaussman in any draft. And I've drafted what, about 15 times by now, by this point of the year, at least. And I think I'd rather... I like I like the other offers you had. That Bogarts deal is where you're getting Bogarts, right? I want to make that clear. You're giving up Rendon, Chapman, and Meadows for Bogarts, right? I'd rather get Bogarts. I would. Uh Sam says, that is true. I won't trade for him. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong about Gaussman. I mean, you ask me an opinion, and I give you my opinion. Nobody on this planet knows exactly what will happen, but I've been playing fantasy baseball for 22 years. I think I know a thing or two, and I'm putting my money where my mouth is, too. So if I tell you I don't draft Gaussman anywhere, then you can believe me, because that is the truth. Sam says that I'm giving up a lot, but it's a short league and I have tons of depth already. Yeah, that's the other thing. You mentioned it's a 10-team league, right? So it's going to be easy to get a lot of depth. You know this game, Sam. I've known Sam for a while. He was here last year, always asking questions. I love your contribution, Sam. Sam, make sure you get on the Discord, too, so you can ask more questions like this. I dropped the Discord link here in the live chat. Get in at it, because I know you love to ask about your teams, and you're always very inquisitive, so I respect that. 
Sam says, I always found it's better to get the best player. And I absolutely agree with that, Sam. In a small-time league, 10-team league, eight-team leagues, you want the best players because depth is easy to find. You're right. So get the best of the best. And the more of those you can accrue on one squad, that's how you get more of an advantage in the shallower leagues. I'm with you, Sam. You're a smart guy. Kudos to you. We're live on the Palazzo Podcast here. Two L's, two Z's. You know the drill. Give me two. All right, let's get into what I like to call leading off. I wish I had some water right now. I really, really do. Sam says, I will see you in the next stream. I'm going to head to bed. Great to see you, Sam. Pleasure. Sam, sign up on that Discord. I put the link in this live chat before you go to bed. Good to see you, Sam. I really need a drink of water so bad. I just did the Cinema 9 podcast before this, which is a movie podcast I do. You guys like movies? Then check out the Cinema 9 pod. It's a lot of fun. We just did Wag the Dog. I don't know how old everybody is here. It's from 1997. Very prescient film, I will say that. <laughs> Excuse me. So in leading off, I would like to talk about spring training. Now, what we're seeing in spring training, you know, there's a few areas of concern. And one of them right now, is with the Phillies. Bryson Stott got a lot of run in the offseason about a guy who could possibly make the opening day roster. at shortstop. But Didi Gregorius, he's pretty much locked in at short. And Stott might spell him once in a while, but where Stott will probably make this team now is with third base. And I drafted Bryson Stott in the first pitch best ball last fall, actually. It started at First Pitch Arizona, which is the baseball HQ event that happens every fall in Arizona during Arizona Fall League. I strongly, strongly recommend that all of you go to that event. You will meet so many people. Eno Saros is it? Eno Saris was there last year. I met him for the first time. And it's just right there in the hotel. You can have a beer with them, shoot the shit. It's a lot of fun. And you get to learn and you get to go to Arizona Fall League games. It's just a great event. So make sure you go this year. I'm definitely going. I believe it's the first week of November this year. First week of November. So clear your schedules and get ready because you're not going to want to miss that. I feel very confident when I say that because there's only so many events like that where you can really hobnob and connect with people like that. And that's why I strongly recommend that everybody goes to baseballhq.com and keep updated on the calendar. Clear your schedules out. We're going to have to clear our schedules. Uh, what? This is going to require a lot of attention. It is. It's going to require a shitload of attention. So I want to make sure that you guys know about that now. But I drafted Bryson Stott in the best ball that started there. Paused it. They did the first 23 rounds there in person. We paused it. Resumed it in the middle of January so we could wait to see who went where. Apparently, that was the decision they had all made, and I just had to go along with it. I didn't really love it, but I did it. So we resumed that best ball draft in January, and I drafted Bryson Stott in that best ball draft, which is one where you're just stuck with your guys, do or die. But now uh, I'm feeling really good about it because I'm a little, I was more confident then, got less confident as we got closer to the end of the lockout, and I thought about where Stott would really slide into the Philadelphia situation. But now what I'm seeing in spring training, it looks pretty clear. Stott's going to be the guy at third who usurps Alec Bohm. It bums me out, but Bohm is bye-bye, I think. He's hitting like shit. Stott's playing great right now. and I know it's spring training. And a lot of people might ask me, hey, well, how come you're 
not taking certain spring stats seriously, but you're taking other spring stats more seriously. I think I just said earlier in the show that I didn't want spring training to be my everything. Like Keston Hura was the example earlier. He's having a great spring. And I said, well, I still wouldn't want to row with him over Cabrian Hayes because I have to see Hura prove it in the majors. But in this case, with Stott and Bohm in Philly, you've got a situation where he, Stott could really play because he's tearing it up. And I know it's spring training, but he's giving himself an opportunity. That, to me, is more valuable because he's also really, really cheap. I mean, Stott's ADP is, you know, you could get him for free late in drafts. You might be able to pick him up on waiver wires depending on what type of league you're in later on once the fab starts to roll. I think the first fabs are rolling out this Sunday, by the way. If you play in NFBC, I'm really excited about that. That's going to be fun. Where did everybody go, by the way? Why did I lose everybody? It's only 9.40 at night on a Thursday. Everybody went to bed? What the hell? It's a bunch of crap. Usually we have a bigger audience. I guess you don't want to see me solo tonight or else there's some big event going on I don't know about. We usually have more viewers. Not Oh, we got this. There we go. There's another viewer. Welcome, new viewer. Welcome in. Good to have you. Say hello in the live chat. We'd love to have you. You can ask any question you want. Don't be shy. It's Podcast, two L's, two Z's. I'm Utah. at MJ Give me two. Govier on Twitter. G-O-V is in Victor I-E-R. DM me. We could talk about stuff beyond baseball. I love talking about life, you know, how to survive, habits, how to create good habits, how to just live this life, which can be very, very challenging. I don't talk about it all the time on this show, but this show is just not about baseball. This is about life. We're here to help you. I'm here to listen. I always want to be a listener first and foremost. It means a lot to me, and I take that job seriously. I'm studying to be a clinical mental health counselor. In fact, my field work, it's a master's program. It starts in June. My field work starts two months from basically now, June 2nd. So that's going to be another busy part of my life that I'm going to have to focus in on, and I want to be able to use that for good in the world. So I've got issues. i got problems. Things aren't always going my way. I could lose 25 pounds really easily. But hey, life goes on, and I'm going to try to do the best I can. So as far as Bryson Stott goes, I want me some Bryson Stott right now. I really think he's going to take that job, and Alec Bohm's going to end up in the minors to start the year. I don't think they can have him as a bench bat. I think they want him to get at-bats in the minors. That's really how I see that, and I can't believe it's happening, but it's true. Stott had another great day today, man. Jeez. He's hitting 550. 550 right now. Bryson Stott's hitting 550 in spring training. Yeah, that's really impressive. That's shocking. Very, very shocking. But good for him. That's fantastic. I know it's only spring training, but that's enough to take the job from Bohm, who's hitting 136 in spring. 136. Now, you could look at surface stats and say, well, that doesn't tell the whole story, Mike. And you might be right about that. But just that stat alone, even in a small sample for spring training, and uh, Oh, I should hit the small sample alarm, by the way. Wow, dude. Oh, I hit the wrong button. Wow, dude, yeah. There it is. Small sample, Zyron. That's okay. Small sample. But it's enough of a sample to lose a job because this isn't just your regular small sample. It's a spring training sample where jobs are won and jobs are lost. Are they not? I think that's true. So... And Bryson Stott started at third base today. Bohm subbed in for him. Bohm did get a hit. He went one for one. That's nice. But the writing is on the wall now, and I wasn't on board initially, but I'm clearly on board now. So, and Brian says, no, you're all over it, MG. Thanks, Brian. 
He didn't have to say that either. He really didn't. So, damn. It's true. It's all true. There's a big disparity between Stott and Bohm. And this is an opportunity. If you have Stott in Dynasty, you're going to be very, very happy about this. And if you have him in redraft, I mean, he's 24 years old, I believe. He's at least 24 off the top of my head. So he's ready to go. He's not just some 20-year-old. He's ready. There's a reason his name was starting to buzz as early as last September, Bryson Stott's name. So this is a guy you can get a lot of value from. And if you want to know why should I have Bryson Stott beyond this fun spring that he's having, well, I can give you some minors numbers. If that tickles your fancy, will that make you happy? Will you be more pleased if I give you minor league numbers from Bryson Stott? Who the hell are you? We came to wreck everything and ruin your life. That's how Alec Bohm feels right now, by the way, about Bryson Stott. He just showed up and ruined everything. But if I give you the information on his minors numbers, maybe it might change your mind if you're not a Stott believer. And there's some Stott anti-Stotters out there. I don't know if they call them anti-Stotters or not. I'm not really sure. I haven't checked the webs lately, but, you know, maybe that could be the case. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. So, last season at AA... 80 games, 351 plate appearances at double-A last year for Bryson Stott. 10 home runs, 49 run scores, 36 RBIs, 6 steals. That's a nice, nice 6 steals. You know, it's it's not nothing. He was caught twice, 6 for 8 in steal attempts. That's good. That shows good good speed on the base paths. And uh, hit a 10% walk rate, struck out 22% of the time. Uh, BABIP of 368, which is actually pretty normal for him when you look at his minors numbers. His BABIP was always pretty high. He hit 301, 368 OBP, slugged just under 500 at 481. WRC plus a 130. Again, that's an 80-game sample size. That's a half a season. And he moved up to AAA, and he was doing the same thing, but only in 10 games, very minimal. So I don't really worry about that. But he's got a little bit of pop. He's more of a he's an average guy. There's not many average guys anymore. If you're looking for a late play batting average floor dude i think bryson stott is the guy and that's all i'm gonna say about bryson stott i think i'm done on the bryson stott segment which you know ran a long time so i hope bryson stott's happy the check's in the mail there's no doubt about it wow dude yeah i know i can't believe i spent that much time on bryson stott either uh there's rumors that cj abrams might make the opening day roster for the padres you guys believe that? Not sure I do. Uh, CJ Abrams had a major, major injury last year. He had to have surgery on his leg and his knee. It was a very serious injury, but he appears to be okay. And things are rocking and rolling now. So it could be CJ Abrams' time in San Diego, but I don't know if there's at bats there. I think they'd rather let him get more at bats in the minors, wouldn't you? So if you're telling me C.J. Abrams is going to make the opening day roster, I think I say, whatever, motherfucker. Yeah, that's how I feel about that. Sorry. I'll be surprised. I mean, he's a very talented prospect. You've heard his name for a long time. Anybody who plays Dynasty is familiar with C.J. Abrams. Am I wrong? No, I'm not wrong. It's very much true. So the question is, does he break camp with the team? He started today at shortstop. And he's hit the 308 in spring. Um... I just I just don't think there's enough room there. If you start to look at the roster, I think there's a roster crunch in San Diego. And if C.J. Abrams is going to break through, he would have to be kicking ass right now. He's not kicking ass. I mean, he's he's solid. 
but he, I really think he would benefit from at bats. And I just don't see him breaking camp in the in this league because if you look at the lineup, where is he supposed to play? I mean, they signed High Song Kim to this big deal last year, and he's going to get the shot at shortstop, not Abrams. Now, if Kim struggles, maybe Abrams gets called up and he gets to play short for them. That would be exciting. And if you have Abrams in Dynasty, you're ecstatic about that. Woohoo! Yippee! Yay! Woohoo! Wee! Right? You're saying all that stuff. Yes! 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 But I just don't think he makes the opening day roster. Sorry, guys. No CJ Abrams on the opening day roster. That's just my two cents. I could be wrong. And then what about the Baltimore staff? Now, someone's got a pitch for Baltimore, right? You might not want to have those pitchers on your roster, but if you play in deeper leagues, like 15-team leagues, 14-team leagues and deeper, there's some guys you might have to consider from this staff. And there are a couple of guys that do intrigue me. And I'm talking beyond John Means, of course, who goes roughly top 280p. Also, I'm not on the John Means bandwagon anymore. I think something changed when the gunk got removed from the game and he had some injury issues recently. I'm not thrilled about, so I'm not, I have not drafted John Means once. But guys like Tyler Wells, who've got run, I'm sure you've heard the Tyler Wells hype, Bruce Zimmerman and Keegan Aiken. Those are the guys I'm most curious about because they got some run last year. They got the opportunities to play a bit, and there were moments where they were serviceable. And someone's going to have to eat the innings. I'm not talking about guys who are going to dominate for your staff, but I'm talking back end of your fantasy rotation in deeper leagues. Again, you talked about Sam's 10-team league earlier in the show. Keegan Aiken, Bruce Zimmerman, these are not guys that you're going to have on a 10-team roster. You're just not. But for those of you that are in deeper leagues, I do see a possibility here. I think it's I think it's worth looking at. I really do. You know, Wells pitched today. He started with three innings, gave up one earn, struck out two, walked two, gave up a home run. Uh, the smaller sample size with pitchers are even smaller, and it causes me... You know, concern. I, I slow my roll when I see small sample sizes in spring training because, you know, there's only so much you can do as a pitcher who gets a three-inning outing, a two-inning outing, maybe a four-inning outing. Although Tarek Skubal, my main man on the Tigers, whoo, he looked really good in his last outing. He pitched four innings, I think, struck out five, didn't give up any runs off the top of my head. That was pretty exciting. Skubal, God, he's so good. He's so He's going to be great this year. He's going to be fantastic. Whatever, really. motherfucker! No, he is. He's going to be incredible. He's going to be a badass this year. He's going to eclipse Casey Mize. His strikeouts are nasty. He's got that changeup that's starting to work now. It's really exciting. Tarek Skubal has got me excited about the Tigers, believe it or not. And it's hard for me to get excited about the Tigers because they've been so miserable the last seven years. But something's brewing here in the Motor City. Go Tigers. That's right, Ed. Go Tigers! And Tarek Skubal's leading that charge. He's so exciting. I would have Skubal everywhere. I really would. Skubal, Skubal, Skubal all day long. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Skubal! I love you. I got to write a song about Tarek Skubal. He's a beautiful man. I got to write songs about my Tigers because they deserve it. But I'm off topic here. Bottom line is, if you're in deeper leagues, I would consider, you know, farting around with the uh, Orioles staff. See if you can find you. You might be talking streamers here, and I totally admit that. Bruce Zimmerman, Keegan Aiken are guys. They can strike guys out at times, but they're not guys that are going to keep your ratios rock solid, and that's where you'll run into trouble. So I admit that freely, and I will never ever live in denial when it comes to pitching because pitching can kill you in a week. 
two-week situation, head-to-head cats, you can get screwed up there pretty badly. And I don't want that to happen to anybody. But I am excited about finding value in certain spots. If there's guys who can return above where you get them, if they can give you stats that are beyond the ADP or you know they're off the waiver wire, that matters to me. That's where I'm looking to kind of cash in. If you look at the spring training numbers, you know they're not blow. They won't blow you away, but it's just something to think about. I want to put that in the back of your mind. There, think about that staff. Rebel four 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 is back and says, "How would you rank these four pitchers? Syndergaard, Miner, Flexen, and Joe Ryan." It's a great question, Rebel four 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 four. I think, um, hmm. Syndergaard, Miner, Flexen, Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan's getting all this run in the offseason. I have not drafted him once. Maybe I'll look back at that as a regret. I'm willing to live with that. I am, because there's more from Joe Ryan that I want to see. He's an exciting arm. I don't argue that point. He's 25 years old, 6'2", 205. Last year, he popped up with Minnesota, and he started five games. Five starts last year. At a 10K per nine, that's pretty juicy. That sounds enticing. He had a 405 ERA. Again, five starts, 26 and two-thirds innings pitched. And a walk per nine below two. Home run per nine, 1.35. He had a FIP of 3.43 with an ERA of 405. So the FIP says, hey, should have been better, really. It's a small sample size, though. What do you want me to say? Joe Ryan... In his minor league numbers, he pitched 57 innings at AAA last year before he got called up with Tampa Bay because he was part of the trade for Nelson Cruz. Let's be clear on that. And his K per nine in every stop has always been double digits. I mean, it looks nasty at times. His biggest, biggest area where he was able to pitch consistently, I'd say 82 innings in 2019. High A, 82 innings, 12.1 K per nine. ERA of 1.42 with a FIP of 1.69. That's tight. I like that. That balances out. Uh, You know, his left on base, he's been around 80% when he's been good, but he's also had a lower rates and still struck out a lot of guys. So his ERA's bumped up when those left on base numbers got worse, which is what you would expect because he's not stranding as many guys. But everything about the profile does look pretty good. So I guess if you're asking me here, Rebel 4444, of these four pitchers, Thor, Mike Miner, and Flexen, I guess I'm going to put Joe Ryan first. And even though I don't have any Joe Ryan shares, I know what's best. And I want to give you guys the best advice I can give you for you. Not about me. It's about what's best for you, Rebel 4444. So it's Joe Ryan... And then, I mean, Syndergaard is a legend, but he's always he's been hurt forever, so we don't really know how much we're going to get out of him in Los Angeles this year. I do like the Angels, though. I will say that. I really do. Yeah, I think they might make the playoffs. I'm saying it now. I think the Angels could sneak into that last playoff spot this year. This year. On the record right now. I'll go Joe Ryan. Then I go Syndergaard. I'll go Syndergaard because he's talented. That is clearly Chris Flexen. We might be two, but I'll put him third. And then it's Mike Miner. And <clears throat> Mike Miner's in Cincinnati now. I don't know how that's going to go. It's not a great ballpark for him. It's kind of a bummer. He's also been injured. 
you look at his career, you know, he was a first round pick, seventh overall in the 2009 draft. He really was. He was a top 10 pick, Mike Miner was. I think we expected a better career than we really got out of Mike Miner, unfortunately. And now that he's here, last year in Kansas City, ERA over five. The FIP said it should have been more four and a half. So that, you know, it's a little generous. He couldn't, he had a guys that were not left on base enough. He had a 66% LOB percentage. But the K per nine dip below nine, that sucks. And I just don't think Cincinnati's going to be a great place for him. David Bell says that he's going to begin the season on the IL, and he's got shoulder issues, shoulder issues. Yeah, that's not good. That's bad news. So I'm definitely putting Mike Miner fourth here. And unfortunately, I did draft Mike Miner in one draft champions league that I did. And I'm hoping it wasn't the Palazzo Podcast Invitational, but it might have been. So (laughs) whoopsie. Oh, well. Uh, you know. Wow, dude. Yeah, I know. Wow, right? So that's how I would rank those four guys, Rebel 4444. It's appropriate that Rebel 4444 asked me to rank four pitchers, is it not? Sure is. There you go. That's how I do it. And uh, there it is. Oh, good times. Thumbs up. Thank you, Rebel 4444. Okay, so uh, other spring musings real quickly. Uh, we got to cover this one, of course, right? Go Tigers. Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green. So the Tigers sent some guys down recently. The cuts are starting to show. Who's left in this game but musical chairs for the Tigers? Go Tigers. Spencer Torkelson, Riley Green. Riley Green's crushing it. His spring stats are outstanding. So it speaks. they speak for themselves. And I, I think the more... I really didn't think Riley Green would make this opening day roster. I still don't think that's going to be the case. And remember, I'm a Detroit guy here. I live in the Detroit area. I love my Tigers. I'm a big fan. Go Tigers. Well, actually, I'm not a fan. I'm never a fan. I'm a supporter. I'm a lover. That's what I am. Riley Green's hitting 400. He's hitting leadoff in these lineups. Again, it's spring training. Grain of salt to be taken. But what if Riley Green makes it and Spencer Torkelson starts in the minors? That would be the opposite of what I thought would happen. I, is that what we're going to see now? Because Torkelson's hitting 292. Again, he started at first base today before he was replaced by Cody Clemens, who was sent down after today, I believe. Clemens is going to be in the minors. <sighs> Eric Haas hit a home run today. That's always fun, by the way. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. In the end, I'm still going to be surprised if both of these guys, too. Utah, give me two. If both of them are on the opening day roster, it will surprise me. But right now, I'm less confident in that opinion. In fact, I'm as weak on that opinion as I've been this entire offseason. Because they're playing well, and they're on the brink, and A.J. Hinch says he wants them to be there. But they're also saying things in between the lines here where they're not completely saying, hey, they're going to be there, let's do this. They're saying they want them to be on the opening day roster. And the bottom line here is the guy who owns the Tigers is Chris Illich, and he's a scumbag. Yes, I said it. I don't care that I don't know him personally. I know enough about him to know that what he's done to people in the Detroit area, in Detroit City itself, is shit. He's shit on the people, taken advantage and exploited them. That's all I need to know. Your actions speak louder than your words. Chris Illich is a tight ass. So I'm still sticking to that point. Illich is tight wadness will keep them in the minors to start the year. I saw somebody on Twitter. They said, 
Well, they open against the White Sox, and they want them up for that big series. I don't give a fuck who they're playing to start the season. There is no series that is the first series of the season that's a big series. It's 162 games. I don't care if it's a division rival or the division favorite. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. You got 21 games against your divisional opponents? 18? Is that what it is? I can't remember off the top of my head. It's one of the two. You You get most of your games against your division, so that's not enough of a reason for Illich to give up control to manipulate their service time. It isn't. It just isn't. And I don't have super strong opinions like that all the time. But sometimes you just know how a guy works, how he operates. And I know how Chris Illich operates. That's it. Say no more. That's all I have to say about that, like Forrest Gump. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so that's pretty much all the spring stuff I wanted to cover. I wanted to mention one. Shout out here to Jason Dusler. Jason Dusler is a guy who hit up my Twitter account, which you can do, MJGovier, G-O-V as in Victor, I-E-R. DM me. I want to answer your questions. You can also use the Discord, which is free. I put the link in the live chat here. You can also find it on the Plaza Podcast Twitter bio at the top of the feed. It's pinned to the feed at the top. You'll see the Discord link along with the Patreon. Utah. Give me two. Two L's, two Z's, Palazzo Podcast. That's where you go. But Jason hit me up talking about trading picks in a new league, a league that's fresh. There's no keepers. But would you rather have three picks in the third round? I think it was a 10-team league. Would you rather have the first overall pick? I'm wondering what you guys would think of that. I'm putting it to you because I thought about it myself, and I was like, well, if I've got three picks in the third round of a 10-team league, I could get guys like Sandy Alcantara, Xander Bogarts, maybe a Mondesi if you're so inclined. I actually think Mondesi is going to have a bounce back year. I'm putting it on the record right now. Putting it on wax like Jalen and Jacoby do. Shout out to those guys. Love those guys. I love Jalen and Jacoby. It's one of my favorite shows. Jalen's a Detroiter. I went to the University of Michigan. Go blue. Jalen, I love you. You're my man. But I'm putting it on wax. Whatever I was just talking about. I don't even remember. What were we talking about? We're talking about something. I can't remember. It's so funny right now. I just blanked out staring at the camera because I was thinking about Jalen Jacoby. It's oh, fucking hilarious. I'm admitting my fallibility. Sometimes I get so excited and I just start saying things <laughs> and then I lose my train of thought. I think it's really funny. I think it's honest. I'm just trying to be honest with you guys. That's all. But uh, yeah, that's when you're trading draft picks. You want to give up the first overall pick, which could be Trey Turner, could be a Garrett Cole, or a DeGrom if you are a believer, and that's the type of league. If you're in a points league, you might go that route for sure. But if you can get three picks there in the third round in a 10-team league, those are really nice picks still. So would you rather have the first pick? Or would you rather have three picks in the third round? I want you guys to, if you don't, pop it in the live chat. Comment on this video after the fact. You can watch this video anytime on YouTube. You know, you can comment on these videos after we're done being live. I would love to get some commentary on here. Drop it in the comments. Like this video as well while you're at it, please. Thank you. Of course, you can email the show, Podcast at protonmail.com, two L's, two Z's. Utah. You know that. I've said that give before. Give me two. There you go. So I just wanted to give Jason a shout-out because he deserves it. And that's all I have to say about that. So I wanted to put that out there because I also got two other DMs discussing that exact Situation trading draft picks in a new league to trade down from the top is it worth it or not? And that's a question you have to do the research on. You got to look in there and be like, Oh, okay, what's going on here? Is this the place I want to be in or not? 
Do I want to be in the middle of the draft? Do I want to be later in the draft? That's, you know, that's up to you. But I think, depending on the league and knowing your league mates and what they want to do, again, context is key. I don't know your league mates, so I don't know what they plan to do with the picks if you don't have access to them. So I can only go so far. But I think it's a curious situation, and I'd like to know what people think about it. So let me know. Various ways to contact us. Do as you please. MJ Govier on Twitter. G-O-V is in Victor. I E R. Okay, last segment of the show here. I wanted to get into some draft secrets revealed because that's the name of this show. In fact, I've advertised the title of the show for a while now, and we're finally getting to it. So here we go. It's time for the Palazzo Podcast Draft Secrets. Ooh, that's scary. Is that scary? Let's hear that again. That was really scary. It's time for the Palazzo Podcast Draft Secrets. Ooh. <laughs> that was, it scared me a little bit. I don't like scary movies, by the way. I want to get that on the record. All right, some draft secrets I've learned recently. Let me tell you this. The closer for the Cubs. This is a draft secret I learned in Las Vegas. Now, Rowan Wick has been around with the Cubs for a while. He's closed some games when they needed him to because they had no other options. But, you know, he's not great. He's 29 years old. He's never had overpowering stuff. He can get it up there a little bit. He can get he can strike out a few guys. Last year he had 11k per 9, which is for a reliever, it's not elite. That's like solid. That's middle of the road, I would say for super relievers. He had a 430 ERA. His FIP should have been 317. He should have been way better according to his FIP, which indicates some bad luck may have gone down. His left on base percentage for a closer is atrocious last year. That was at 65%. That's not what you want. 291 BABIP as well. That's not the kind of BABIP you want against a closer. In fact, previous seasons, 362 BABIP the year before that. That was only in 17 innings. He had a 256 BABIP in 2019 with the Cubs. That was in 33 innings. The bottom line here is I don't think Wick is the guy. And I think it's Michael Givens. So the draft secret is that Michael Givens could be the closer that you can get for free, essentially. Okay? Givens has closer experience. He also signed and this. Again, I get a shout-out to my, my main man, Dave McDonald from Rotosaurus. We talked about this. Givens has the money to show that they want him to win the job because they signed him to a one-year, four-and-a-half, $5 million deal, I believe. One-year, $5 million deal. And that does speak volumes. That's something I started to learn more from Dave is where the money goes is where you should follow because if they give more money to a player, odds are they want that player to be valuable to them, right? And Wick's on a cheap contract. And they did sign David Robertson as well. So David Robertson mixes into this, and I think his contract was for $3 million. He's in the mix. But I think Givens is the guy. And Givens' K-9, you know, it's slipping too. So you might say, well, he might be losing some stuff on the old fastball and the, the breaking stuff. You might say to yourself, eh, maybe Givens is not worth it. Maybe the Cubs made a mistake. And it's true. Front offices make mistakes all the time. It's true. Yes, yes, I know. Shocking, but true. And in the end, what we have to decide is where's the value? And when Michael Givens goes, I don't know, pick, his ADP is way down there. Like, it's way down there. You're not even taking 
of risk at this point with Givens. Rowan Wick's ADP is 335. That shows you that nobody believes in Wick, which also gives me pause because when people think one thing is a public, it does make me question things. I, I admit that freely. I start to think, oh, well, maybe uh, the public thinks they know, but the truth is they don't know, right? You know what I mean? It's like when you gamble. You want to go against the public a lot of the times because they just don't know what they're doing because they just start to do the herd mentality, right? And you're like, uh-oh, I'm caught up with the herd right now. This isn't good. I shouldn't be here. So I am always going against the herd if I can. Not just to be contrarian, but it's just my experience that the public doesn't know everything. And sometimes I'm a part of that public. because I am like anybody else. I'm out there in the world. Uh, by the way, just a side note, Denelson Lamette's ADP since March 7th is 409. And he looked pretty good today. I just think he's going to get that closers job in San Diego. I'm not buying the Robert Suarez hype. I am not. That's a little, that's a draft secret for you. It's time for the Palazzo Podcast Draft Secret. Yes, thank you. God, that's scary. It's really terrifying. Uh, okay, so that's my little draft secret for you. I think Michael Gibbons will take this role, and you can get Gibbons way down there. Although his ADP has been climbing since more people think he'll get the closer job in Chicago for the Cubbies. But uh, you're not going to have to pay much for it. So that's a draft secret I learned recently. How about another draft secret? Anthony Bender. A lot of this is closer related because I think where we want to get our information from is related to closers. There's always so many mysteries with closers. Pro tip, by the way, subscribe to Reliever Recon. Shout out to Reliever Recon. These guys are outstanding. Greg Jewett and company, Nate Markham, Fantasy Triage, Aaron Pags. These are great people. Shout out. Double shout out there. You want to get yourself connected to Reliever Recon. They got daily closer charts. Daily. Daily. And they'll send it right to your email. It's three bucks per month. I pay five because I think they're worth it. But you can change that on their Patreon. Reliever Recon, you got to have this tool. I can't stress this enough. A lot of closer crises, confusion, who's going to close, who isn't. There's only a few closers jobs where it's locked down. But that means there's save opportunities elsewhere and cheaply. So you want to be a part of Reliever Recon. Get at them. Hook up with Greg Jewett and company now. Anthony Bender is going to be the, the closer. He's going to be the guy in Miami. Dylan Floro, even before the shoulder soreness stuff started creeping up recently, I didn't care about that. Bender is one of my most rostered guys in all of my drafts because he was going 371 ADP or later on average. And that was easy peasy for me. He's got great stuff. Uh, shout out to my guy, Ryan Venancio. Ryan's a great dude. He's with the bases loaded crew. Mike Curlin, by the way. Mike Curlin, another shout out. Jesus, this is out of control. Mike Curlin does great work with his spring training lineup tracker. Make sure you're following Curlin. Make sure you're following Ryan Venancio. Does a great podcast with Deegs. That's the uh, who's on deck. I don't know if they're still doing that or not because he's joining bases loaded. I would assume they still are. Either way, Ryan Venancio, he's always ahead of the curve. He's a really, really good player. And you should be following him on Twitter. If you use Twitter, then you'll know what I'm talking about. If you're not using Twitter, that's a mistake because Twitter is a killer news source. It's so good. It's the kind of news tool that is perfect for fantasy baseball. Follow Ryan on Twitter at Ven, V-E-N underscore Armbarn. Remember when PETA wanted the bullpen changed from bullpen to Armbarn? That's a funny, funny Twitter handle. V-E-N underscore Armbarn. Ryan, you're funny. You're my guy, Ryan. I love you, man. He's a great guy. He really is. All right, so 
Ryan was big on Anthony Bender last year, I believe. That's off the top of my head again. But Bender's going to be a closer, and I got screwed on him in my main event draft because Dalton Del Don sniped me. I should have taken Bender in round 20, and I didn't. And that was already too late because he went in round 18, 17, and some of the other main event drafts that happened last weekend in Vegas. So that was my bad. I shouldn't have waited until round 20. Dalton Del Don got a gift. It was a free gift. Bender's ADP since March 7th is 415. He's not going to last that long. You got to go earlier than that. The draft secret here is that Bender is the best arm in that pen, and he's going to get the closing opportunity, even if he doesn't get it right away. Again, when I'm talking closer jobs, like Garrett Whitlock in Boston, I'm talking about guys who may not get the job right away, but you want to have them rostered because they're still going to give you great numbers on your ratios. And then when they get the job, you've already got them on your team. You don't have to worry about trying to pick them up off the waiver wire. That's a pro tip. That's a draft secret. Draft them now because they still provide good return. And when they get that job, after Matt Barnes blows it in Boston, you've got Garrett Whitlock and you feel great. You don't have to make any moves. Same thing goes for Anthony Bender. If Dylan Floro does get the job out of the gate, it's only a matter of time. You know certain relievers are ticking time bombs. You just do. I've seen it too many times in baseball. It's a time-honored tradition. That's why I always wait for saves. I never pay for saves. Even though some of the best brains in the business at the main event last weekend were taking the best closers in the game very, very high. Second round. Whoa! Second round. I can't... I love Josh Hader. I really love Josh Hader, but I can't take him in the second round. That's not worth it. There's hitters that are more valuable at that point. You got to think about what are the numbers I have to hit? If you're playing in Roto, you got your standings, right? And you got to determine what are the numbers. I got to get 115 steals to lead the league. Okay. How am I going to get there? You should have these numbers prepared. You know, that's why SGP is so popular because you want to know what are the gross total points in the standings that I need to win this league and make money, right? That's how the game's played. And if you're not doing that prior, I would strongly, strongly recommend that you do that. That's another draft secret. Make sure you know how many numbers you got to get to in each column. What does my whip need to be? What does my ERA need to be? How do I get there? Do I have the pitchers and the players that are going to get me there? If you're not asking these questions, if you're not building backwards, then you're in deep shit. I really believe that. Build back better is a terrible slogan. And this is not a political show. I mean, Joe Biden, Trump, it's all the same shit. You know, <laughs> It's all a joke. But what you have here is just building backwards. This is what we used to call uh, in school when I was a high school teacher, you know. You build from the beginning. You start backwards, and you reconstruct it. And this was a technique we used to help students better understand the material. So that's what this is, you know. Building from a number. Start there. Know where you're already going, and then build up to get to that number. That's so important. That's all I have to say about that, and I'll leave that there. Um, I will say, here's a draft secret I learned in Vegas. It's time for the Palazzo Podcast Draft. Secret. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, man, I love to make myself laugh. I learned that sometimes the play that you wanted to make ends up being a gift because it's not the play you needed. I thought I really missed out on David Bednar. I'd only had one closer about 10, 12 picks in, and that was Scott Barlow of the Royals. He was my number one closer. That's right. 
Matheny loves him. He's going to use him. And I, I believe in Barlow. But I also believed in David Bednar of the Pirates. And I thought, boy, if I'm not getting Bednar here, I'm in deep trouble. I don't have another closer to pair this early. And I missed out on him because Scott Jenstead, I believe, ended up getting him back. Scott Jenstead had the number one overall picks. Shout out to Stryker, by the way. Love Stryker. Scott Jenstead, total badass. And he's now known as Stryker, if you didn't know that. It's a new name. But he got Bednar, and then I was screwed. But then as I ran into Batflip Crazy. Toby, by the way. If you don't know Toby from Batflip Crazy, that's a great podcast. Him and Bench with Bubba, they do a killer podcast together. Toby is a great high-stakes player. He's a wizard. He really is. Shout out to him. And I ran into Toby after my main event draft in Vegas at the Bellagio on Saturday. And he told me that, he showed it to me, that Chris Stratton apparently was going to split time with David Bednar at the back of the Pirates bullpen. So I was like, whew, wow, what a lucky break for me. Yeah, I was stunned. I, I should have been stunned. And I was grateful because that would have been a poor choice, even though I thought it was the right choice. So the draft secret here is sometimes what you think is best ends up being a blessing, ends up being a gift to you. And you can look back because you don't know, especially right now, things are fluid. We still got spring training going on. Things are changing. Things are developing. And if you're doing your drafts during this time period, you're going to find yourself being grateful after the fact for some decisions that you thought were Missed opportunities. That's what I'm telling you here. That's that's the lesson, okay? So I wanted to make that clear. The next draft secret is the Connor Joe lesson. Now, this is about staying true to your plan with your guys. And I say guys because technically everybody who plays Major League Baseball is a dude, so I'm not being sexist or anything. It's just how it is. I... I can't wait for the first female to break through and be a part of Major League Baseball. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait for that. It will happen one day. But right now, Connor Joe was getting a lot of hype. And when I was in Vegas, the Ramel Tapia Randall Gritchick trade went down, where Gritchick will now be hitting in Coors, which is very exciting, right? Coors. Yeah. I mean, he's going to hit a bunch of bombs for sure. This right here is a silver bullet all the way from Colorado. That's right. Grichik will be crushing bombs in Colorado at Coors Field, where I used to work, by the way. I worked at Coors Field in 2011. It was awesome. But in this situation here, Connor Joe's value was lessened. But I ended up drafting him in the main event. Now, I didn't take him until round 20, 23, something like that, 24. It was way later. It was, it was almost in the spot there where the last five picks you make, they might be switched out for fab pickups, so you don't really sweat it too much. But I'd taken two outfielders in a row before Connor Joe in that moment, and I didn't really need Connor Joe. But the rationale for the pick, and remember, I'm sitting there in Vegas. You got Brady, the moderator. He's going around. He comes right up to you. He says, you're on the clock. It's your pick. You got one minute to make your choice, although you had plenty of minutes before that while he was going around to the other players at the table, right? So... You can't be surprised when he shows up. But my thought process with taking Connor Joe was that I don't know everything, which is, I think it's healthy. It's healthy to discern that you have plenty of knowledge and you do the research, but you don't know everything. And there might be players that you don't like that other people like that they might get right and you'll get wrong. So the Connor Joe pick was the, I don't know everything pick 
I'm going to defer to the world, to the experts, to the public on this one. I'm going to step outside of myself and trust other people. It was the trust other people pick. It was just a bozo opportunity, and I let it happen. One pick, just one. But I missed out on Denelson Lamette and some other players I could have had, and it was a mistake. And what's the lesson here is just get your guys. It's cool to maybe defer one pick to the rest of the world. You know, I call that, hey, uh, you know, the rest of Westeros knows more than I do if we want to do a Game of Thrones reference here. And defer to Westeros. It'd be like, uh, yeah, it'd be like King Joffrey says, all right, I'm going to listen to Westeros today, which would never fucking happen because he was a prick. And uh, good riddance to, to you, King Joffrey. But that wouldn't happen. So my lesson is stick with your guys, stick with your plan, take your players. I should have taken Denelson Lamette there, and I didn't. Why? Because it happened in a moment. If I was sitting here in my office chair at home, in my undies, chilling, would I have made the same choice? I don't know. I really don't know because it is a different situation. You're in a different setting, a different environment, and that stuff matters. So I just want to share with you the mistakes I made. The draft secrets are really, really simple. Connor Joe's in a more complicated situation now because of Gritchick. So make sure if you have a guy you want, and somebody takes a guy too, that you have three backups for every pick. You should have at least three backups for every single pick that you are drafting at. Three. That's right. Not two, Utah. Three. That's my lesson to you. I want my mistakes to be lessons for you guys so you can avoid them. And I'm okay with making mistakes, too. That's what happens in this game. These are the draft secrets. That's pretty much it. Those are the draft secrets for today. I've got more draft secrets I'm going to reveal soon, but... Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth! Where the fuck did Will Smith come from? What the hell? Will, get out of here. Nobody wants you here. Jeez. It's time for the Palazzo Podcast Draft Secrets. So, no, it's not time for it. It's now officially over. Okay, so that's it. That's the show. I'm going to end it there. There's still more. There's still more we got. We got to get to our opening day, bottom line, shine or ride the pines. There's much more that we're going to do here before April 7th hits. We got a whole week left. Deary's going to be back from Tennessee, and we're going to finish strong here. We're going to have several shows before opening day. If there's a request that you have, do you have an idea for the show, a segment for the show that you want to hear, you want to get on the record, go to the Discord. I put the Discord in the live chat here. You can also go to the Twitter handle, Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Give me two. It's all right there at the top of the feed. It's pinned to the top. It's in the bio. All the information you need. Last thing I'll say is if you made it this far in the show and you listened or watched, a five-star review on Apple, five-star review on Spotify would really help the show. We'd be very grateful for that. We're trying to make the show grow. Remember, we're trying to work outside of the system, an independent podcast that'll entertain you and provide you with quality information. Whatever you need, however you need it. We're here for you. And we want to make that a reality, but we all got to do it together. So whatever I can do for you, I will do. You do for me, I'll do for you. Scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. What time it is? That's from uh, MC Breeds. Ain't no future in your front. Ten out of doors. Ain't no future in your front. Gotta love that song. So good. All right, so... I just want to recommend, and please, five-star reviews, five-star reviews, five-star reviews. Thank you so much. We don't have enough of them, and we're trying to get more of them and grow the show. We really think we got something good here. Discord, get involved. If you have the money for the Patreon, only three bucks if you want to just do the basic support level. That's fine. That's okay. That's cool. 
I would be grateful for that. And I mean that truly. So that's it. Deer will be back next week. We'll have a show and it's going to be awesome. So there you go. Until then, this is Michael Gauthier from the Plotso Podcast, 2 L's, 2 Z's. Sounds good to me. Time to bring out Russell Crowe. sound hard. Something funky people gonna dance to. Give the record a second and a chance to. Hitting people like a scene of amazement. While they slipping back, my feet just planted in the pavement. Crumble like I never do. So now I'm looking dead at you. What are you gonna do? You listen to Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.